Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on July 15th, July 1-5, 2020. Before I get going, I just want to praise my own show music. That is rock and roll, okay? The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, these guys who did this, they're not in there. There's all kinds of people who don't belong there, though. Leonard Cohen is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Big fan. I'm a big fan, but he should not be there. He's not rock and roll. Anyway, I'll talk about that another time. Today, before we get going, I want to talk about political correctness. Uh, I don't hear that term very much anymore, so just in case you don't know what it means, it means you're trying to be fair, but taking the issue to absurd extremes. And I'm going to give you an example. The New York Times the New York Times, not me, they recently published a series of profiles of people who were willing to talk openly about their salaries in public. Okay, so they published a picture of the person. They told you their age, job title, how much they make, and then uh, the person had a, a few notes, him or herself, about the job, their opinions about the money they're earning, stuff like that. And so I divided these up. I posted one a day on my Facebook group. And one day I posted one from a woman who was making $70,000 a year. The New York Times said she's 24 years old. But I noted in the comments that she looked older than that to me. You know, she was nice looking, but she didn't have that kind of fleshiness in her face that a, a, a younger person usually has. And I still think the picture, something's wrong with it, right? She doesn't look 24. But, man, as soon as I said that, a couple of women, oh, they immediately started complaining that any remarks by a recruiter about age are totally improper. But why? How come? I wasn't going to make any hiring decision about her. I just made a remark in a discussion group, okay? Are all remarks about age in any context considered to be prejudice now? Everything's prejudice. You know, what if your friend is a 24-year-old woman and a 50-year-old man asks her out on a date? Is it wrong to say to her, he's too old for you? (laughs) Is that a crime? Okay, what if you meet someone at the gym who's 60 and he's so physically fit that he looks much younger? Is it wrong uh, to to mention that to somebody? You know, I don't think so. But if you disagree, you can call in. Uh, where should they call in? Jerry, Jerry! The Recruiting Animal Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. And I want to thank my sponsors, HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com, the super-duper sourcing tool. If you go on Facebook, there's a lot of Facebook groups there for recruiters. They're always talking about sourcing and 
the sourcing tool everybody praises is Hire Tool. Okay, all the most famous recruiters endorse it. Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com, the online interview recording technology, audio, video, uh, text, everything. And plus, it creates little clips. I'll tell you more about that later. PCRecruiter.net, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. People tell me nobody knows what a Swiss Army knife is anymore. I don't believe it, but that just means it's very, very versatile. And StaffingDebt.com. StaffingDebt.com. They specialize in doing credit checks and collections for the recruiting business. If you're a recruiter and someone's not paying you, StaffingDebt.com. They've also got software called Backdoor Hires that tells you when someone has hired your candidate without paying you a fee. Okay, now moving on to my guest today. She's got a few Twitter addresses, but the one that seems most active is HR Innovate. At HR Innovate. Her name is Katerina, and is it Andreu? Is that how you say your last name? It is. Hi there, it's Andreu. <laughs> Andreu, yeah. Now, don't let that Greek last name confuse you. She's got a high class. <laughs> British accent. A little too high class for me, okay? I felt intimidated when I was talking to her before the show, uh, but we'll see how it works out. Welcome to the this, to this show. Uh, Ke- Kevin didn't call in, your husband. He set up the show, right? Unfortunately, he, yes, he did, bless him, but he has to look after a five-month-old, so he's oh, got kids. a chance for Right. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, now, uh, you know what? Nobody seems to like it when uh, I spend time critiquing uh, the LinkedIn page of the uh, guest, but that intrigues me. Okay, so I'm just going to do a little of it. You list yourself sure. and your husband. It seems to do all your marketing. Founder, founder, mm-hmm. founder. Why do people like to brag about being the founder of a, a small firm? So what? I mean, I don't get it. Go ahead, tell me. I, Founder. I honestly, it was really simple. I didn't know what else to call myself because originally people, at least you know, in this part of the pond, people had said, oh, you're a CEO, you're a managing director at this, you're at that. And I really thought that sounded really up myself. I just thought, no, it sounds too arrogant. It's a tiny firm. Just say founder. But then Okay, you know what? Somebody, uh, you, uh, you, yeah. uh, that, you got a point. These Australian, maybe in England as well, Australian, Mm -hmm. if you're running a firm of two people, you call yourself a managing director. It took me a while to figure out, like, what did that mean, managing director, CEO of an office you could fit into a a clothes closet? Yeah, okay, good answer. Good answer. Uh, Now, you said you're mainly working on the financial services and tech industries. You want to give us a few titles? Yeah, so basically we're constantly looking for auditors, accountants, compliance experts, associates, uh, tax specialists, um, and then... Oh, really? You know what? i got to ask you, but before I forget, I just wanted Graham to say hi to everybody. He calls in every week, and he he posts uh, for me about the show, Mm -hmm. and he never says a word. Last time a fellow Australian (laughs) called in, it's the first Mm -hmm. time I heard his voice on the show, but he's not in Australia. He's in Texas. Just... Graham, can you say hello? Yes, Graham. I can. And um, how you all doing? Okay, fine. <laughs> I, now I, we know why he doesn't talk. You sound too shy. Okay, I want you to practice. Nah, Next time I ask I you for a shout out, you've got to have a little more life in it. Okay. 
You should know that already. <laughs> I, say something to, I want to say something to Katrina. Go Listening. ahead. Yahoo. <laughs> yes, of course. Where did you learn your Greek? Okay, well, Katrina's I was, in Cyprus. I was born in Melbourne, Australia, mm-hmm. which is the third yeah. biggest Greek okay. population yeah. in the okay. world. I, I didn't ask for your your family background, okay, or the <laughs> yeah, neighborhood yeah. you grew oh, up in. Anyway, so just listen. To, yeah, so uh, Katrina's got a great okay. speaking voice. Yes, she oh, does. Okay, well, you know, and I'm going to say, I bet you she does better business because of the way she sounds on the phone. She sounds great <laughs> on the phone. Okay, but you know what? I used to do a lot of, uh, I used to do a, a lot of auditors as well. But you're in a tiny mm-hmm. island. Okay, like we, yeah. I had problems. I have problems here. There's a lot of new immigrants uh, in in uh, our province. And when mm-hmm. they come over here and their their chartered accountant status, their designations are not accepted. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. people say we don't want people without any auditing experience in mm-hmm. in Canada or uh, Toronto or Ontario. It was a big problem. Uh, are, how many yeah. countries are you pl- placing auditors in? Well, at the moment, it is only Cyprus for that sector. And again, we don't. I mean, generally, our clients won't take candidates that aren't experienced in Cyprus in terms of our accounting and auditing practices. And that's so a we tiny have island. You know, I know why Cyprus yeah, is because we have, we, our prime minister in the 1950s or whatever, mm-hmm. he later became the prime minister, he, he separated the Turks and the Greeks from each other, if I'm not mistaken. So, well, you know, we were always, Canadians were always bragging, look what we did in Cyprus, <laughs> look what we did in Cyprus, okay? <laughs> it's a tiny place. Is there a lot of business there? There is, yeah. I mean, those two industries are kind of what the island thrives on, apart from tourism, because it's a, it's a very small, picturesque Mediterranean island. So as you can imagine, tourism is huge here. Um, mm-hmm. But the financial sector, because we're a tax haven, so we do attract, oh, and we're okay. in a new country. So, okay. yeah, so we have oh, a lot of okay. tax perks here okay. for high net worth uh, individuals. Jack Kelly, Jack Kelly, he's in New York. He was a guest on this show. He does a lot of work in mm-hmm. your field as well. Very nice guy. Oh. You might want to look him up mm-hmm. on uh, yeah. online. Okay. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. You brag as well. I, I'm not finished with your LinkedIn that you uh, sure. are a psychologist. <laughs> okay. And you've yeah. got a lot of uh, expertise at profiling. <laughs> yeah. How does that manifest itself yeah. in your business? Okay. Because I got to well, be, you, you're a psychologist. You're an occupational therapist, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Uh, occupational psychologist, yeah. Okay. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. So basically when I originally did my undergraduate degree in psychology, I then went and worked in the mental health field for 11 years. So yeah. when I moved into HR and recruitment, a lot of the counseling skills and profiling skills that we use in mental health assessments <laughs> we are quite handy in recruitment. So Give me an example. Do you me. have an example? I can just move on. Yeah. If you have a real life yeah, yeah. example, fine. Yeah, do you have any examples? Time. Yeah. I do, I Go do. Ahead. I mean when I meet when I meet candidates face to face, especially when I was starting out and I was by myself. Um, those kind of mental health assessments come in handy when you're meeting candidates that are about to go before your client and you can tell that they have a lot of issues around anxiety or self-esteem or they're young and they're untested. So that, those kind of coaching skills that you can use to get your candidates primed for performance that your okay, client's I can office. tell when someone's nervous. I, I can tell that on the phone. I mean, like, uh, sure. I, I yeah. wanted something more concrete, but let's move on. Okay, do you have a standing desk or a sitting desk? Sitting Sitting desk. Okay, how on, yeah. how off, how long? Do you, how I just thought about asking this before. This show hasn't really sure. got it going yet, but okay, I got to move on. But how, how long mm-hmm. do you sit before you get up and take a stretch? I was just curious. 
oh no, I'm constantly pacing. It's my thing. I have to, I have to pace. So I sit, I write an email and if it's a long uh-huh. email, I might get up twice in an email because I have to get up and pace. That's okay. what I do. Okay. Yeah. Now, now let's get into the recruiting talk. Okay. And what if a sure. new client tells you up front, if I reject mm-hmm. a guy, and I didn't make this up, I read this. Mm-hmm. If I reject mm-hmm. a guy, don't push me. I tell them to go jump in the lake, okay? Because if I work hard and I bring somebody in and I know it's hard to find that kind of person and he says, Mm -hmm. I don't want them or I want to see more people, I'm not going to go and find more people. I'm going to say, hey, what's up? Mm -hmm. What do you do, Katrina? I would love to do just that, exactly what you described at that volume. I would love to do it. Unfortunately, at least in, in our little pond here, that wouldn't work. The culture being as it is here, we, we do, there's a lot of things that take quite a long time. They like to make their decisions slowly. They definitely don't like to be pressured. You're more likely to lose your client here. It's better that you, pay, you play this kind of aloof, you know what, if you're not sure, sure, reject them. That's fine. They've got loads of other offers. That kind of technique tends to work better because they like what they can't have or what is that more sounded sure a little, you know, I can see what you're doing there. You were doing a pull mm-hmm. away. Okay. But it was a little too subtle. It was a little too subtle for me, okay? You, mm-hmm, you said, mm-hmm. oh, he's got lots of other offers. Don't worry about him. Sure. He's not worried mm-hmm. about the guy. Your, your client mm-hmm. is someone who doesn't have any uh, awareness of the larger world. You've got to say to him, you're going to lose that guy, and I can't find anybody else, okay? I might mm-hmm. not be able to. Mm-hmm. How come you're mm-hmm. not, you know, can't you be a little more direct? Or what is we it? We do. Yeah, definitely. It's either that tactic that I just described, or we do say to them that since they've hired us as their H, are experts if you like then we need to tell them that the market feedback is they won't find somebody within the time frame because most people that come to us tell us that they need this person yesterday so it's all really urgent so we do tell them if you're going to reject this person we don't know when we can find you someone else so oh, okay that's up uh-huh. to you yeah we do tell them that yeah what about when you're calling candidates and the first mm-hmm. thing someone says is how much is it pain what do you say I usually tell them that we don't talk money from the first minute, that it it tends to be quite off-putting to clients. And I always advise them to try and stay a little bit more open-minded to take in the whole package. So we try to be transparent about money. That's very dependent on the clients. And most of our clients are not willing to put strict financial brackets on salaries. Here, that tends to be how it works. And we never publish salaries in the ads, for example, like we do in the UK. So money tends to be quite an awkward conversation that we try to handle gently at the beginning, and we advise candidates to be open and to listen to the whole package. Why would they be open? I mean, I've read complaints on Twitter from you know mm-hmm. people that I got a call from a recruiter. You know what I hate mm-hmm. about these recruiters? You have mm-hmm. to you know dance around with them. Uh, before they actually, you know, will answer a question about money. I, why don't we get it over with right at the beginning? Why won't you? Why, why don't you want to do that? Usually it's because of the clients. The clients, you know, they give you very, at least over here, I, can't, I, I don't know in other countries, but at least for Cyprus, they tend to be quite vague about budgets and about how much they're willing to pay. And they, they never like to commit to a figure or a range. So you're, you're reticent with candidates at the beginning to really stick Hold to figures. Hold on a second. And, and if you're mm-hmm. working with auditors, you must mm-hmm. be working with some big firms that use salary bands and can only pay within a range. Am I wrong about that? 
Yeah, generally we don't work with big firms. Big firms do a lot of their own recruitment. They have in-house talent uh, search executives and all this stuff. So the firms we tend to work with are mid to small-sized firms. And they won't um, give you any idea of the salary? Is that what you're saying? Is that what, I, I sound a little well, more obnoxious you know. than usual today. You know, after the show last week, somebody <laughs> told me uh, – her friend called her and said, you know, I like the guest, but the host was obnoxious. Uh, too bad, okay? Uh, so uh, I'm obnoxious. I don't care, okay, as you can tell. So uh, yeah. you're telling me that your mm-hmm. clients don't really give you any kind of salary frame to work within. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, there's a tendency in Greek and Cypriot culture to be quite vague about anything to do with money or anything that's rather uncomfortable and they don't like to miss out on opportunities so typically a client will say okay i want to pay around 1600 euros a month for an auditor but if you have someone special for god's sake i don't want to miss out so if you say to them what's special i mean if it's special but he wants 3k a month do you want to see him well, no. Okay, so everybody money. knows that. You know. Everybody's yeah, used to that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's a dance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What about this? We had, you know what? This is. The, I, I run a Facebook group. I think you, you saw it. And uh, mm-hmm. the most popular posting this morning that's got like over mm-hmm. 50 comments already is mm-hmm. recruiting uh, people who are looking for a job should always be your priority. In other words, recruit the unemployed. It sounds like a a moral uh, statement. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I mean, I do think that we should be showing some sort of preference. Or I, I know for us as a firm, we do uh, big discounts or free sessions to people that are unemployed to help them get ready for their job search. And we do actively encourage them to come in and see us or we'll do heavy discounts on coaching sessions or CV design. Um, because, yeah, I, I would agree. I okay, but you don't help. push. Do, do you give them priority with your, you, in your searches? Are you looking for unemployed people first? Because uh, nobody, really nobody agreed our... with this woman. No, they were hammering her, hire the best. Our clients pay us to hire the best. They don't, they don't care whether you're unemployed or not. Yeah. That's not an issue. Yeah. No, no okay. but I, I'm okay, sure she agree. wasn't advocating – um, somebody unemployed who didn't fit the bill. I mean, obviously they have to suit what the client's looking okay, for. Okay, but they, even so, okay, let's not argue about it. But I mean, you know, giving mm-hmm. them priority because they're unemployed, even within their mm-hmm. own field, is not the same as saying I'm going to hire the best. Have you had any mm-hmm. training as a recruiter, or did you just pick it up on your own? Have you taken any courses? Um, no, I didn't take any formal courses. Um, my postgraduate was in occupational psychology, which is business psychology. That's the closest to anything I came to. So we did talent selection as a module, but that was that was the most. Have you read any books about recruiting? Do you know I haven't? I actually got into recruitment, into internal recruitment, and the first thing I had to do was was terminate about three hundred people's employment, and I never found time to read. <laughs> It was okay, that's not a recruiter. That's an HR person firing people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's how it started. Next question. Uh, uh, some bullets, okay, and then I'm going to do an ad. Mm-hmm. Is uh, calling it work, I mean, I, to me this is outrageous, but there's a lot of mm-hmm. recruiters posting on Facebook that calling mm-hmm. people at work is unprofessional. Do you agree with that or not? I don't. I disagree entirely. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't think – yeah, I mean, I think that you're offering somebody an opportunity to be selected for a job. You're offering them an opportunity to be um, shown to potentially a great firm, a great, you know, 
you don't know what chapter you might lead them into. You're not calling in, in terms of a hard sell or to bully them. So if they don't want yeah, to talk, yeah. they You're answering the wrong play. question. You're answering the wrong question. I'm going to move on. Staffingdebt.com first, though. I'm going to tell you about them. I just met them recently. The owner was uh, hes a great guy. He was uh, Wilson Cole. What's his, Wilson Cole is his name. He was a guest on the show a few weeks ago, and he liked it so much that he became a sponsor. What an endorsement. Staffingdebt.com. They are the collection agency for recruiters. I mean, it, there's always companies trying to cheat headhunters okay and they do backdoor hires which means they'll take your resumes they'll take they'll interview your candidates then they'll say no i'm not interested and hire them behind closed doors and if that happens to you staffingdebt.com is the place to go hire tool h-i-r-e-t-u-a-l.com there are a lot of good sourcing tools but Hire Tool, I believe, is the most famous. H I R E T U A L dot com. All the famous recruiters love it. They're always praising it in the comments on Facebook. Take a look at it. I'll get to the other two sponsors in a section. I got, I got, and my, you know, I, I got a feeling like I'm slowing the show down myself today. Katrina, is there something that you'd like to talk about before I uh, move on to my next question? Uh, I would be really curious to hear, you know, what it's like. Obviously, you guys are in a much, much bigger market. I'm not the guest, Mm -hmm. okay? We want to know about you. (laughs) They know all about me. They hear me on every show, okay? Yeah. I mean, for for us sitting here in in a small island where we went through lockdown and now, you know, we're sort of recovering from all of that, it's a really interesting time for the island. And we're trying actively to encourage other SMEs to kind of help rejuvenate things and we're we're finding it a really interesting phase in terms of trying to encourage fellow business people to join us in trying to help each other out and collaborate more as recruiters and and business owners that you're breaking would be a, a key rule you're breaking a key rule on this show you know you What's can't that? talk here in generalities i'm not gonna i'm not interested in this question anyway but you can't talk in generalities you have to say oh you know what we're getting together this is exactly what you're doing you have to give examples okay yeah okay okay let me move on i don't uh okay it sounds like business is bad there yes or no it's quiet yeah yeah. Yeah, it's quiet everywhere. Except <laughs> except where the government over here, they're handing out mm-hmm. money, okay? And the mm-hmm. big fear is once they run out of money to hand out, <laughs> business is going to tank. Uh, okay? Mm-hmm. Lots of companies don't have they they're afraid they're going to go bankrupt in 6 months. Most mm-hmm. people are still laying off, but certain sectors I see I see uh are very busy. Lots I run a jobs for recruiters on, on uh Facebook, a group where you uh, you can post a request for a job or a job for a recruiter and and there's still tons of people saying they've been furloughed a word a word i never heard before three months ago but let me move on is the recruiter responsible for a bad hire no no why not i don't think the recruiter bears all that responsibility no i think that the end hiring decision is the client I don't think as recruiters we can make that, that call. At the end of the day, it's the, it's the client who knows what fit they're looking for, what sort of chemistry or what the team dynamics are going to be. No way the recruiter knows that as good as the client. So, no, I'd say the onus is on them for that one. We okay, carry but here's lot, what, not that. They're giving you your they're – they're telling you what they want. 
you're going yep. out and giving them a slate of candidates. Let's say three mm-hmm. uh, is our, yep. our average. Let's say three candidates. Mm-hmm. And so you're supposed to be delivering what they want. And you can't. I don't see how recruiters can just wash their hands of it at that point. Usually they have a different excuse than the one you're, you've given. They say, well, we don't know how you're managing. I got you exactly what you wanted, but you don't know how to keep a person happy or, or to be a, a manager. That's the usual excuse. Okay, yeah, what do you think of that? That might be the case in some instances. I mean, there, there could be managerial issues or structural problems. I don't know. But I just think that, you know, it's not cans of beans. It's not baked beans you're selling. It's, it's people. So as, apart from the CV, once the actual person is with the client, you don't know what the fit is actually like. There's always an unknown quantity of something between people. And you can't predict how that's going to go. People do, you know, frequently they're unpredictable. So you don't know. And I don't think anyone can claim responsibility for that. That's definitely on the onus of the firm and the client. Okay. What about Glassdoor yeah. reviews? Are you familiar with Glassdoor over there? Yes. Uh, I can't say it's a big thing here. I'm not. I'm aware of the site, obviously, in the reviews, but no, it's it's not a big thing over here. So none of your, you know, you don't call somebody up and say, I'm working with this company. I'd like to consider you as a candidate. And they don't say, well, you know, I read their uh, stuff on Glassdoor. It's a no. crappy place to work. No, you, that doesn't no. happen to you, right? No. Nope. Okay. No, 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 no. They do, they're big on Google reviews, obviously, and things like that, but not uh, Glassdoor. But even well, that, what for do you employers, mean? Okay. are there look. Google reviews for employers for empl- employment? Well, you can go to the company, but you won't see actual employees talking about their employer here. It's a tiny, tiny business community. They don't like to come out in public and actually, you know, slate an employer, previous or current, because they're uh-huh. scared. Of- it's all here. Okay. Uh, let me see. How do you handle random connection requests on LinkedIn? I get tons of them from India yeah. and uh, yeah. all over. Yeah. What, do you, what do you do yeah. with them? Uh, I usually, I mean, depending, it really does depend on what it says in their headline. I will go to their page and check. So there are some that are obviously, you know, they might have two connections. But it, I do accept people I don't know if it looks like we've got stuff in common or uh, they're in my sector in some way. So you'll actually check out every profile mm-hmm. of people who give you a connection request. Is that what you're saying? Mm, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, as much as I can. Okay. Anybody yeah. else got a question for Kat? How do you say your first name? Katrina, right? Katarina. Katarina. Ka- Katarina? Okay. Yeah. K- K- you know, there's another way of spelling it. C A T R I O N. A. That's it. Yeah, that's Irish. I think that's Irish. Okay, but it's the same name, yeah, yeah. right? No, yeah, absolutely. But you can call me Cat. Most people do. Cat. I like Cat yeah, Power. I... Okay, but she didn't. She didn't use it. Okay. Okay. You know her? Okay. Okay. No, what I kind don't. of LinkedIn account? What kind of LinkedIn account do you have? Premium. What's what does that mean? Is it called uh, premium? It's called business. Yeah, it's called Business Premium. I think in Europe we have different packages on LinkedIn or different names. So for uh-huh. us it's called a Business Premium Package, which gives you all sorts of things like being able to um, look at profiles with privacy settings where it doesn't say who you are. You've got 45 in-mail credits, I think. So it's an enhanced oh, okay. one. Yeah, okay. but it, we find it really useful. What are your favorite recruiting tools? tools? Well, at the moment we use Zoho as an ATS. So uh-huh. we're really enjoying that. Um, yeah. LinkedIn is probably our biggest 
resource, especially because uh-huh. we're a small business community. LinkedIn is extremely powerful. So we use that for business development and for sourcing candidates. So uh-huh. I would say LinkedIn and Zoho were our two top resources right now. You don't use duck soup or anything fancy? You, you don't you use, you use any fancy sourcing tools? Not as yet. Not as yet. We have applied, though, because they were offering a lot of different tech funding and grants, our government. So uh, if we're approved, we are going to hopefully be getting something fancier in. And now that you told us that you use Zoho, I'm going to push Mm -hmm. our sponsor, PC Recruiter. Man, that Mm -hmm. is a versatile recruiting software. It doesn't matter if you're a headhunter and doing executive search or if you're in direct hire or temp hire. This is a very configurable software, okay? And it's good for a kitchen table recruiter who's working uh, in his mom's basement or uh, someone who's in a, a big company with a big recruiting team. doesn't matter. You can configure their software to suit you. They don't impose a, a, a solution on you. And if you're scared of configuring the software, just the word configure bothers you, they will help you, okay? If you're a recruiter, PC Recruiter loves you, okay? Check them out at pcrecruiter.net. Okay, uh, let me see. Job boards. You use job boards. Do you advertise every mm-hmm. job on a job board? Nope. No, no, no. No, generally we tend to uh, advertise either the ones that are super hard niche-type vacancies, so we want to create some media flurry about them, um, or we have really hot vacancies that we simply want to boast about. So we want to get it out and about that we um, have a vacancy like that. So a CFO type role or a managing director, then we would. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll pass on my follow-ups on that. How do you do business development? You mentioned it uh, a little while ago that you use LinkedIn mm-hmm. for business development. Yep. Uh, how do you yeah. do biz dev? How do you bring in new clients? So we do a lot of events, so we attend a lot of events, whether they're careers or HR type networking events. That works really well here because we're tight, because we're so small, as I keep saying. And then uh, on LinkedIn, we tend to find or do general searches under uh, client groups that we'd be interested in. So, for example, I might search shipping companies. I would then find all the decision makers and start pitching them. Generally, we're all connected already. Hiring managers, HR people, recruiters, we're all heavily connected here anyway. So normally it's a very brief pitch. You then hit them up with an email a couple of days later. If that doesn't work, a call. It's like a three-pronged approach, I would say. And then that's, that's that. We drop it there if we don't get any headway. But because it's small here, we do get quite a good traction rate. So people, even if they're not interested, will feel kind of socially obligated to reply and they might just say, look, it's, it's not the time now, but thanks for letting me know, and I'll be in touch when it is. So you okay. get quite You said three-pronged, so let's go over it. So you use mm-hmm. email first, right? Is that what you said? LinkedIn. That's your first approach. LinkedIn is first. In-mail. In-mail. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. what you're saying? In-mail in sometimes. Generally, we're already connected. Okay. So what's your, what's your subject line? Subject line is recruitment in Cyprus or um, 
something to do with talent acquisition. You know, usually it's something along those lines so that they know exactly. Can you who's be? You remember, I, well, remember what? what I lectured you already? Specific. <laughs> you did. Give me, you give did. me the you exact did. words. Okay. Here's okay. why: if I was yeah. listening to this myself, and I am listening, mm-hmm. you know, and you mm-hmm. gave me a general answer, I'm not smart enough to figure out how to make it specific. <laughs> I want someone to give me the exact thing to do. So that's why I'm looking okay. at you. To, Animal, go, go, go home and, and write this in the subject line, okay? Tell me what I should put in there. I would put recruitment. Just plain recruitment? Yep. I don't write loads. I generally believe that short, sweet, direct is best because people are busy and they're not interested in essays or loads of words. And, and what – well, you know, you, you don't mind putting loads of words on your, your LinkedIn summary, bragging about your psychological <laughs> background and stuff like that. That's true. Some people would I'm put proud. that in their, uh, in their I'm email. Okay. Okay. So, but hold on a second. Uh, sure. What goes into the subject uh, area, the body of the, uh, of the, uh, the message? Uh, generally, I start off with something quite cheesy. So it's, you know, great to connect on here. Uh, wanted to say a quick hello and let you know that we're available if you need an HR business partner or if you have any roles you need to fill, uh, we're competitive, give me a call, drop me an email. So I keep it light, breezy, conversational, um, and short. The idea is mm-hmm. it's short, and then I always put a link to our site and my direct mm-hmm. numbers um, mm-hmm. because people generally hiring managers. I lost you. You still there? Uh, I, I can't hear a word. Can anybody else hear anything? Is it me or, or is it is it her? Did I lose her halfway through the show? Yep. Not there. Okay. We'll stay on for a little longer. Who else is here? Who's area code 508? You don't have to say. I mean, but you're What's welcome. What's up, Animals, Rich? Hey, it's Rich. Rich. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go get some lunch. What's going on? Oh, if you want, if you want to leave, that's okay. Uh, I I got a question for you, Rich. If you had a lovely voice with a classy accent like Katrina, do you think that would improve your business, or or yeah. uh, is is the re- more robust uh, nature of your personality? Do you think suiting you better? <laughs> no, I would love to have a well, not me personally, but to have a good British accent, or absolutely. Uh huh. I think that's okay. Great. Hold on. Her, her husband's calling in now. Let's see what, what's oh, the now story you're in trouble. here. Kevin. Hey. Kevin. Hey, what's going on? This is Kevin Brown. Yeah. Oh, oh, is this Kevin, the husband of Katrina? Yeah. Oh, where is she? I can't hear her anymore. Oh, uh, you know well, what? I have oh, her upstairs, oh. and I heard that she uh, clicked out. So. Uh, the baby okay, and well, why, together. why don't you put her on your phone, okay? So, yeah, give me just a second. I don't, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to okay, her, okay? <laughs> oh, here she is again. Okay, here she is Hello? again. Hello? Katrina. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. I have no huh? idea what happened. That was like a tech epic Me neither, failure. But, but, but if you ever want to work for Rich Rosen, who bills a million dollars a year on his own, he would love to have somebody with your accent. Just letting you know, that's what we were talking about while you were were gone, okay? Rich, what do you think about – I haven't followed – you know, I was thinking about you, Rich, when I was asking Katrina about her, you know, her business development uh, method. And, and uh, so, you know, I was going to ask her, okay, she sends this message. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very light. Uh, what, uh, 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 Rich, what do you think about that initial message? I want your feedback on that. 
I think, you know, I think in today's market, I, I think everything everything works and nothing works, you know, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, we got the babies uh, grabbing the stage here. Uh, Talk a little louder, Rich. I yeah, know you're Kevin on a needs to phone. hang up. That's all right. Um, no, I think I think everything can work. I mean, in this market, you know, there's a ton of folks pushing, hey, let's do uh, these soft touch emails to build rapport. And, you know, there's a ton of people pushing, you know, MPC still, you know, and just going to town. Like Danny Cahill is all about doing MPC still. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I don't think there's any Most one method that actually candidate. works She's great. in Cyprus. She's in Cyprus, and she's a foreigner. She might not know what she's never read a book or on recruiting or taken a course. She might not know what waiting. MPC means. I was actually As you said. waiting for a polite moment to ask. <laughs> Most placeable candidate. Okay, Mark, hold on a second. A Rich, Rich, wait a sec. Let me ask her. Hold on. So if you find out, if you find somebody who's great, Katrina, cat, okay, mm-hmm. if you find somebody like that, you're not going to call a bunch of people and say, hey, Ms. Auditing Director, look who mm-hmm. I've got. Are you interested in somebody yeah. like that? You would never yeah. market a candidate? No, we would. Definitely. Definitely we do that. Yeah. Okay, All so time. you do that as well. Yeah. Okay, so yep. first you're telling me about these mails through through LinkedIn. You didn't say anything sure. about the other one. Now, here's the reason I was thinking about Rich, okay? Mm-hmm. Rich has a method. He sends out an mm-hmm. email at nighttime mm-hmm. while he's watching mm-hmm. TV, and then okay. the next morning, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, he'll get on the phone and bug him. Hey, you see my email. <laughs> okay, am I right, Rich? Absolutely. Is that how it works? That's Absolutely. brilliant. Absolutely. Okay. You're fresh okay. in mind. They just opened your email. Yeah. Why yeah, not? Yeah, that's true. Okay, so Ooh, why waste, okay. I, I, waste time? Okay, I want to. I want. Here, here's what I'm setting up, Rich. Your next step, if if you can't get him on, if you, he doesn't reply to your email, you don't get him mm-hmm. on the phone. You leave a voicemail. I know you. I know you leave mm-hmm. voicemail, and yep. if you don't hear back from the person. What's your next step? And I, <clears throat> Katrina, you should be thinking. I'm going to obviously switch back to you. So you're going to get the same question. Rich, what's so, uh, your next if step? I don't, if, if I don't leave him a voicemail, I will, call, yeah. I will continue to re- outreach. I'll, I'll email, you know, and it, it depends. If it's, a, it's someone that I really want to get in touch with, I will badger them until they get back to me one way or the other. So yeah. I will e- I'll email them. I will then, you know, maybe I'll wait a day. Maybe I won't. Depends. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll I'll call, I'll text. You know, I'll shoot them. My my last line, the last thing I do is send a LinkedIn in mail. That's my mm-hmm. last thing to do because that is the least. You know, it, the response rates are getting better from in mail, but for a mm-hmm. long time it was it was you know. She says, was, she's not sending in she's not sending in mail. She's sending messages, no. and it might yeah. it might be specific to her culture. She's on a little dinky yeah. island there, right? And she yeah. said everybody's. <laughs> Connected already. I love okay, that word. So, it's so dinky. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Katrina. Katrina. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. now you, you, we've got you. You've sent your uh, LinkedIn message. Uh, yeah. Do they always reply? What's the? Well, you know, uh, that's that's oh. the next question. I would say. Seventy-five percent of the time. Oh wow! See, she's in a different. Yeah. She's in a different situation yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. we love LinkedIn over here. Yeah, we yeah, don't LinkedIn's have voicemail, but... for example. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, let, me, there, let me ask you. I just want to see if you, you know, if you're for the twenty-five percent that don't reply, what's your next mm-hmm. step with them? Email. So we would immediately, what? if we can, if we can get an email, our very next step would be an email within a yeah. couple of days. 
Um, uh-huh. And if that if that didn't work, then depending how hot the lead is or what we're trying to do, we might move to a call. But in this culture here, you have to be careful how aggressive you are or not, because it's it's just they don't respond well to it. They don't, for example, use voicemail. You can't leave messages and things like that. You couldn't text somebody out of the blue. That would be seen as quite rude. The U.S. Oh. is getting like that, too. It's all right. People oh, get offended really? over everything now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you can just tell from the energy in his voice, he's a real American, mm-hmm. okay? He, he, oh, okay? Go, 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 go. I'll tell you what we can do with some of that over here. The Greeks yeah. are very lethargic in comparison. You know, yeah, well, he might be a fish. Uh, he and... might be a fish out of water. There, he might want to be one of these guys who no, you know I... would be a poverty-stricken in Cyprus <laughs> and a, a multimillionaire in the United States. That, that kind uh, of thing. I'd go to Greece. Greece is the most beautiful place in the world. I'd go to Greece in a heartbeat. I love Greece. Oh yeah, Greece is exquisite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just over the water. It's nice. Okay. It's nice you know what? Yeah. Hone it. H O N E I T. I got to talk about them. It's getting late in the show. Okay. Hone it. H O N E I T dot com. You know, the CEO, he lives in lovely Costa Rica. He's an American, but he's living down there in another small country. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's a recruiter, but he's also created this tool for recording your interviews video, audio. Uh, it creates a, a full searchable uh, text transcript, and if you come to a key question, you press a button, it tapes that part of the conversation. You press another button, and it ends that uh, part of the conversation. So you can send your uh, uh, hiring manager uh, a little clip that gives the whole uh, hearted feelingful, uh, excited uh, answer of your candidate, assuming the candidate's that kind of person and, and not a wet noodle. I guess if you've got a candidate who's not very exciting, you don't send those clips. I'll have to ask uh, Nick about that. But hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Check them out. Rich, do you have any questions? I, I, there's not a lot of people offering me some input. Do you have any questions for her? Um. <clears throat> No, <laughs> you, you, you you asked the right questions. Hey, how you marketing? You know, how you building? How 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 are you going about your? How, you know, <clears throat> it's I always I'm always interested in how people are. As you asked, the wording of your emails, the wording of your voicemails, you yeah. know, or your message to these people. You know, how you getting them excited? How you differentiate? Uh huh. Um, okay. I think. Um, I think for, I think for us, um, because we're, although we're a small market, we're quite saturated with recruiters and uh, some lone rangers, as I call them, which are individuals that are just on their own at home doing recruitment. Um, differentiating ourselves has been basically just being authentically ourselves, because there's less. We have less of a commercial bent when we're talking to people. We tend to, you know, like you were saying about my summary on LinkedIn and that I'm boasting about being a psychologist, blah blah blah. I do play that angle because I want people to know that I came from mental health. I'm not a stereotypical recruiter or HR person, but I think the whole thing works somehow. So we do kind of play on that, and it, and it does us well. I mean, well, how come that's not in your email? It's not in your message. Hey, do you know I'm a mental health professional? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can get free counseling and recruiting. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And then my response rate would go up to 99% maybe. Yeah. I don't know. What, what's your guarantee? What's your guarantee? We offer a two-month guarantee period. 
So no That's money back, long. but free replacement. No, no. Really? Uh, generally, yeah. Yeah, we kind of think if you've spent eight weeks together, uh, that's long enough. And if you don't know by then, you'll never know. So we give them two you, months and then we're out. How, how flexible are you on the uh, on the terms? Uh, how flexible? It really depends on the client. Um, there are generally some clients that they might offer things in return. So they might say, you know, if you can extend the guarantee period to three months, then I would uh, – decrease the payment terms. So if you're willing to work together and collaborate like that, then yeah, I, I don't mind being somewhat flexible, but yeah. generally because of the team and all our recruiters that work on commissions, like everybody, I can't play too much with things like payment terms and whatnot. Guarantee period yeah, may I, be I, a extent, but. I agree. I mean, I usually try to do 30 day re replacement only also. I don't, I don't think yeah. there's no need for 60 day, 90 day. I think it's all no. crazy. It's, you know, you gotta here's, be the problem, yeah. here's the problem with replacement. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. I know maybe your guys are interchangeable and there's tons of them, but if you're doing a search, like I like, I'm thinking of one, like a, uh, strategic project manager for a hospital, uh, for a big construction project for a hospital, how many of those are you going to find? I mean, yeah. so yeah. you can't say uh, necessarily that you're going to be able to find the same kind of person again. That's why I find replacement is, is uh, scary. Uh, okay. Yeah. Obviously, but you, 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 all, you, have to, you have to word your contract properly, that you'll provide, yeah. you know, a replacement candidate, you know, or a, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to probably, you know, really provide a replacement hire. You know, you got to you know, work, work to search. Man, that sounds yeah. awful. Okay. Yeah, I'll bring you candidates, all the candidates you want, but none well, of them are going to be suitable for the job. Okay? That's what, that's what, have, that's what you, Rich you, is saying. No, what I'm saying is you have to be reasonable on all sides. If you've got a client that's unreasonable and you just fight and they just fired a guy, you know, at, like I, I had a deal just happen. I mean, it literally just mm -hmm. happened in the beginning of COVID. They hired a guy to sell oil and gas. During co like during the COVID thing, right after the oil and gas market just blew up, I mm -hmm. said, "Do you really want to hire this guy right now? You got two openings. You can only fill one. Is this what you really want to go with?" They're like, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely." So the guy leaves, you know, six days before the uh, I think it was like eight days before his um, warranty was up. It was I mean that was a ninety day guarantee, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but it was, you know, but I I'm like they're like called me like, well, "Would you replace the guy?" I was like, "Absolutely not." I'm like, I will work on another yeah. search for you. We'll work on, we'll, yeah, I'll give you 10% off yeah. the next search. But I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm like, you shouldn't have hired him to begin with. You know, I, I mean, and, you know, and they they were playing their own games too. They already had another candidate mm -hmm. lined up and everything else too. So, I mean, but you, you, you can't just say, I'm going to give you unlimited replacement candidates. You no. know, I mean, the candidates, the clients will take advantage, you know, because yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the reality is very few people fall off anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think I've had six in 25 years, yeah. you know, seven counting this guy, I think, you know, mm -hmm. technically. So, I mean, I don't, I, you know, you're going to do what's right for good clients and regardless of what the contract says. Yeah. that's. Are you, you, you with him on that, Katrina? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your long-term clients, your loyal clients, the ones that, you know, you'll repeat business, definitely yeah. you take care of them. I have You'll no do whatever you that. can, but if. If yeah. they're going to pay you 30 days, 90 days late, they're going to screw you on, waste your time yeah, and opportunities. Yeah. You know what? You're not, yeah. you know, no. it's, this is a part, what's written on papers for the lawyers. Reality is, is a pure relationship. Okay. Business. Let me move on before, yeah. before the show's over. Hold on. Rich sounds like 
a salesman, okay? Like if like I, I don't know, I can't remember what his technique is, but if some if you know, he calls somebody up for a job and they say no, I'm not interested, mm-hmm. I can imagine mm-hmm. him saying, "Are you crazy? This is a fantastic <laughs> opportunity." Okay? So, but I I can't imagine you doing that, Katrina. Do you? I don't know. I, again, I don't know if Rich does it, but do you if someone says, "No, I'm not interested." <laughs> yeah. Do you try yeah. to persuade them to change their minds? Uh, no, not not directly. It depends. I, I basically want to feel the temperature. So my immediate question is going to be, can you tell me why? Or what's putting you off? What's stopping you? Where are you at? And then I try and dig. So by the time I've dug and had a good chat about it or maybe tried to unravel what's going on for them and why they wouldn't be open to a new opportunity, then I've earned myself my five-minute pitch where I put it to them that they're insane for not being open to an opportunity. And hopefully I convince them to give it a shot. But I won't go much further than that because if they're really not interested, I really don't want to waste my time. I want somebody who's got the energy and drive to go the whole hog. Okay, so you've never heard of Steve Finkel, obviously. Uh, Rich, uh, what about you? I can't remember. Do you persuade people who say no? All the time. I mean, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna fit a round peg in a round hole. But a lot of times, their first mm-hmm. instinct, is, instinct is no, and mm-hmm. you know that's when you actually have to be a salesperson and a recruiter. And as a recruiter, you are a salesperson as many as much as that yeah. bothers yeah, most recruiters. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, I mean, if they, and it's not, it doesn't mean you're going to twist every anyone's arm, but you got to make sure they see all the angles. And it's like, no, you know, not interested. Well, why not? What's what's what would make you interested? You know, yeah, what's the right exactly. role look like for you? And then, yeah. like you said, yeah. like Katrina said, you're going to dig into their reasoning. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are some times where I have been like, really, you're not interested? Um, yeah. Like, you know, your company's falling apart. You know, and then you kind of give. If I know the company, I'll go into what's wrong with their company and. And then, like, listen, you have a conversation. You're not getting married. You're going on a date. You see if you like them. If you do, great. You continue. If you don't, yeah. you don't. You made a new friend. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, that's all. I mean, it's yeah. not no hard-pressure sales tactic. It's just yeah. making sure they, they see the light. Exactly. Well, yeah. what you're saying there reminds Katrina's in a small market as well, okay? So mm-hmm. do you know every company, just like Rich says he knows, so you could actually tell people, hey, you know, your company doesn't have this, which, which this client company does. Do you, do you have that intimate knowledge yeah. of all the companies? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody knows everybody. I mean, it really is quite an incestuous place to work. So you have to watch yourself <laughs> who knows what and who, you know, it, it does get tricky sometimes, but we do all know. And in the end, especially with uh, recruiters having their ear to the ground like we do, uh, we know all about the workplaces that are hot, popular, and the ones that sure aren't. So we know where to poach from. And when we're headhunting, it makes it even easier because we know which ones are tanking. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Do you catch your uh, clients lying? Yeah, you keep hearing recruiters talking about lying. I, I haven't met people who are, are are doing outright lies. What about you, Katrina? No, I, I don't think we have many liars exactly. I mean, sometimes you get we do get the odd client who'll say, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with uh, 15 day payment terms," but actually, what they mean is, "I don't care about the number you put on it. I'll pay you when I'm ready." And that. <laughs> That tends to get, you know, very drawn out, and then it becomes tenuous when it stretches to like sixty or one hundred and twenty days. I wasn't days. talking about the clients. I was talking about the candidates. The, you know, where they try oh, to say they have more experience than they they oh, really do. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah. No. No. We. Yeah. For sure. Sorry. I thought you meant clients. Yeah. Candidates. I mean, the worst ones that we get are the ones that say they speak a language. 
not realizing or not paying attention and going to the interview and somebody there speaks the language and asks to talk in that language. That's happened more than once and is horrendous. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah, we do get some. They tend to be more junior candidates that are quite nervous and trying desperately to get their foot in the door. So they just fill their CV with things that they think sound really um, sexy, I guess, and then they can't deliver. So that does Okay, happen, and yeah. you, can't, you, you, can't know, you can't do that yourself. You have to wait until they, the, the, the client calls you back. And it's embarrassing. Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. 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 I mean, most clients tend to be quite good natured about stuff like that, especially if it's a junior. They tend to feel, you know, that it's quite endearing. You know, that this young person wanted it so badly that they said they spoke Russian when actually they, they knew two words. <laughs> How many languages do you speak? Okay. You've got a Greek last name. Maybe that's Kevin's name, although he didn't sound Greek either. Oh, no, how no, many languages do you Greek. speak? Uh, I speak okay. Greek and English. Oh, that's it. So that's. Yeah, that's it, yeah. I grew up with other languages, but you lose them over time as you get older, and you don't use them, I suppose. So I did speak Arabic, French, but it's all gone now, uh -huh. now that I'm an old-timer. Okay. So, yeah. Rich, Rich, still Yo. there? I'm do here. You catch people, do you catch people lying? All the time. Candidates? But I do. I deal with sales reps, though. I deal with sales reps. Yeah, and, so you know, what, are they born liars? Uh, some. <laughs> Many. <laughs> You tend to, you know, after so many years, you tend to be skeptical of, you know, how every salesperson has never missed their number and every salesperson has closed the same deals as the other guys at the company I just spoke to, you know, uh, you know, or people that can't remember their big deal from a year ago. I mean, I just talked to a guy an hour ago who couldn't, you know, he couldn't remember his, his commission. He told me I get a great commission rate. I'm like, what was it? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> like, really? How great could it have been? You know? Did you say that to him? Yeah. Did you say that? Okay, like the, see, the question is, I'm basing this on a conversation I saw. Person asked, do you, you know, do candidates lie to you, and what do you do when you catch them lying? Some people say they don't say anything because they don't want to have any hassles, right? They just don't call the person back or they ignore them or something like that. Do you call them out? Uh, you know, I'll try to dig into what, what the real story is, but I tell them, mm -hmm. I'm like, if you don't know your numbers – the client's just going to probably hang up the phone on you. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, you know, if you don't know your stuff, we can reschedule the call and they'll never yeah. get rescheduled, you know, but uh, you know, if the guy's really good and they just, all of a sudden they have a bump, I'll be like, really, you don't know it. I'm like, if you missed your number, just say you missed your number. If you did, if you didn't, you know, if you, if you didn't close anything that year, cause the deals all went to the side, let's talk about why they didn't work. You know? Okay. So sometimes but you don't say, like Hey Bill, defense. don't lie to me. Okay. I've been around the block for a while. I mean, you, you, no, you don't lie to me. I'll, I'll, to some people, I'll make it very well known. I know they're bullshitting, and it's mm -hmm. like, be like, hey, Bill, really? You don't know your quota? You don't know? You don't know your big deal? You, you got? You don't know the names of the big companies you closed last year? I'm like, I'm not talking back, you know, in high school. I'm talking like the last year or two. You can't tell me the big wins you've had. You're a sales guy who made. You know, fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollar commission on that. You deal. know what? You know what? Sure you I got to tell you, you sound more relaxed than me when you're confronting somebody. Yeah, come on, give me a break. That's what you sound. You still <laughs> got a sense of humor about it. I, I, I don't. I, I don't. Uh, no, me, I, I, I definitely do because it's no point of fighting over it. You might just tell you call yeah, it. It is not. what it is. Yeah, there is a yeah. point. They're trying to pull. To, you have to. You're working a job. You're trying to find someone, and they're trying to. 
steal from you, okay? They're trying to pull something over on you. But I got a psychological question for Katrina before the show's over, okay? Well, let me ask you something, though. You guys contacted me all the way from Cyprus. Was there a reason? Was there something? I should have asked you right at the beginning. Did you want to plug something? (laughs) Not at the last few minutes. No, no, we okay. were just no. I mean, again, it's it's just something your show and and shows like this, you know, they're really interesting for us. We don't get this kind of conversation at, at these sort of levels with lots of recruiters or international. So for us, it was a really great spot. We just okay, thought it would be a, a really then nice. Let me ask you yeah. a question before the time's up. Sure. Okay, don't. Do, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I know this is a psychological question. I, I might catch you that that you were bluffing me. Okay, here it is. Here's here's mm-hmm. a, a a quote. One of the essences of personality pathology is you usually feel it in your gut first. Would I get in in a car with this person and drive across the United States? And if you say, hell no, that gives you a clue that there's something off in terms of personality. That's Craig Newman. He's a professor of clinical clinical psychology at the University Mm -hmm. of North Texas. Okay, Mm -hmm. Gut, trusting your gut, gut feel about a candidate. Is that important yeah. to you? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I do trust my gut instinct. And I do think that there are a lot of people that are very smooth and uh, a lot of people that are quite pathologically manipulative and they know how to ace a meeting and put on quite a performance that would fool the best of us. But if my gut's off, then I don't go. I usually let it sit for a while and figure something else out. But I won't go. I won't put myself out there. Okay, and so is it the gut about whether they're lying about their experience or whether you like that person's personality or, or, or it's, what? Yeah. what, what do you, when... it's, it's that. They have to be likable. They have to have something about them. There's, if there's something off, no matter how much they're smiling and saying the right words, if that congruency isn't there, then I'm on edge and I don't trust them and I don't want to put them in front of my client. Or if they're a client, I'm really reticent about working with them because I think there's going to be something later on that will make me think I'm going to regret this. And, and will you say to the, or will you send them out and say to the client, something about this guy doesn't agree with me. Uh, take a look at him, but you know, have your uh, no. Ha- have you, no, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, wouldn't do that. You wouldn't. No, do that? and again, it depends on the client. If my long-term clients that I know really well, I might say to them, I'm not sure. I like this person's profile. They do tick a lot of boxes. I'm not sure. You have a look, see how you feel. But it really depends on that relationship. If it's there and I can talk to them that openly and they're that receptive. We have a lot of clients here that do not want to be told. They want the CV and they want you to leave them the hell alone. And they don't want the expertise or the opinion. They don't care about your gut. They don't, have, they don't care at all what you think. Rich, what about you? We're right at the end. What about you? <clears throat> gut? Gut? Oh, 110, 110%. 110. If you don't, you, you, your gut, if you, to be successful, is, but you got to trust your gut. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah. You know, if you don't have that, that spidey sense, you're, you're dead in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay. So there's this professor from uh, Texas telling us the exact same thing. Two successful recruiters told us, but isn't the, the thing in HR now, like, don't trust your gut. There's there's uh, people who are, are, are have charisma and, you know, they, they're not really good, but you're going to be, swept off your feet by their personalities or your biases are just going to come through on your gut isn't everybody telling us don't trust your gut katrina your psychology yeah. your last yeah i mean there is more and more this move to data and metrics and, and you're right not to be emotive 
about your decision making and your gut instinct is seen as an emotive knee jerk reaction. But I argue that it's a primitive uh, reflex that we have that we should listen to. And it's there for a reason. So if somebody triggers that for me, then I'm on edge and I'm not happy. I need to have that fit. Rich, wasn't that her most forceful statement for the show? I mean, that's something she feels passionate. I like it. I like it. (laughs) That's an East Coast mentality statement right there. Katrina Andreu, A-N-D-R-E-A-O-U. I remember it. HRinnovate.org in Cyprus. Okay, if you're recruiting in Cyprus, have a nice chat with her. Rich Rosen in somewhere in Massachusetts. I don't know, but if you want a software sales rep, he's the guy to go to. Katrina, you'll come back another time. Say hi to Kevin and the kids. Thank you. Big boys here, big boys, big girls, we're yeah. all adults. Yeah, if you're going to get, you know, hurt feelings over something of any kind of constructive criticism, don't ask a person for their opinion. You don't want the truth, don't ask. It's as simple as that. We don't like what we hear, but sometimes we need to hear it. Oh, no. Walking in the sand Walking in the sand